0: So financial freedom is an absolute myth and it's just there for people who are consistently stuck or unhappy financially and don't know how to manage money. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. All right, I've got another controversial topic today, and I'm going to be breaking a lot of hearts and probably a lot of people's minds as well. And that is I'm talking about financial freedom, and it's a myth. It's absolute crap and garbage, and it sets most people up for mental and emotional failure. And also, I believe it sets most people up to become absolutely stuck chasing a fantasy or a delusion financially. So I'm going to talk about it. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm Michael Mojo. I'm the founder of the Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on business, mindset, and lifestyle optimization for driven mofos. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. Before I get started, I want to say a massive thank you to all of those out there who have rated and reviewed this podcast. I really do appreciate it. The numbers keep going up and up and up every week. I know that so many of you out there are enjoying the podcast. You appreciate it. You appreciate me and what I do and I just want to say a massive thank you. I love having so many driven people in our community And i also know that in order to achieve great things you have to have a lot of courage because it's so easy to get sucked into the averageness of most other people and most people in society just want to be average they want to fit in really everyone wants to stand out and everyone wants to be great at their soul i guess you could say or in their heart but most people would rather fit in and they give up on their dreams they give up on their goals and then they complain and bitch and moan and whine if you're listening to this podcast and i'm pretty blunt and aggressive and stuff like that you've got to be someone who's got a lot of courage higher expectations than the way you're currently living and you wanna grow and better yourself. And so that takes a lot of courage. So I just wanna say thank you to all of you out there who are listening to this podcast and also a massive thank you to all of those out there who are sharing the podcast, who have rated the podcast on whatever social media platform you're on. For those of you who have written reviews on things like the Apple Podcast app, I know more and more people keep rating this on Spotify as well. So I really do appreciate it. I know it only takes a couple of seconds to rate and review it, but I really do appreciate it. So thank you to all of you. All right, so let's talk about financial freedom and why I think that it's an absolute jip. I think that it's been set up to fraud people into thinking in a certain way that makes them behave stupid with money and also stops them from living a great life. Now, the reason why I say this is because first of all, freedom is a state of mind. You're either free or you're trapped. It's really that simple. Now I've met plenty of people who have large amounts of money and large amounts of wealth, who feel completely trapped. I've met people who have no money and feel completely trapped. I know people in the middle class who are completely trapped. I've met people in the lower class who are completely trapped. I've met people with businesses who are trapped. I've met people who feel trapped in their family. I also know there are people who are on the opposite side who feel completely free and amazing by having the family that they have. Other people out there have a lot of money and they feel completely free. So my point is that the idea of financial freedom in itself is an absolute fucking joke. And it's a joke sold to the majority of the masses of people because most people feel trapped. And so if you feel trapped, you're naturally going to think about wanting to be free. So because most people have been lied to about money and about what it is and about how to get it and about the lifestyle that it creates and about the challenges that come with making money, then what happens is that the majority of people in our society feel trapped by money and feel trapped by their finances and they don't know what to do. So they go, ah, I know what I need to do. I need to dream and fantasize about this idea of some sort of financial freedom where I'm not going to have any of this stress or any of this pressure around money. But that's not true. Pressure creates expansion. Stress creates growth. They are laws of nature. They are laws of the universe. Everything in the universe expands or contracts. Nothing stays the same. And everything in nature grows or dies. Nothing stays the same. So when people are talking about financial freedom and they want to get rid of their money and financial stress, What they're essentially saying is, I wanna get rid of the thing that actually helps my money to grow. So if you don't have financial stress and you don't have financial pressure, then your finances aren't growing and they're not expanding. So what I find is that when people have that fantasy and the delusion around financial freedom, they will start making enough money, they will just get ahead and then they'll fuck it all up by self-sabotaging their money. They'll go out there and blot, they'll go on a holiday, they'll start drinking, they'll start becoming more lazy, they start to become complacent. They stop doing all the things that were working when they were making money and then they just become lazy. I've watched people who work really, really hard to get ahead financially, and then they just stuff it all up. They become lazy, complacent, they sit on the couch more, they take more holidays, they have more long weekends, and then they wonder why they've gone backwards. And then they get all stressed again, they go, you know, I just want to get ahead. A lot of people's financial sabotage patterns that they have come on an idea of trying to get away from stress around money. When you realize that money is just numbers on a screen these days, yeah, you might use cash, but most people don't carry cash in their wallet. Some people do, I always carry a little bit, but the majority of my wealth is in the bank. Well, not in the bank, it's in assets. but again they're numbers on a screen with my shares they're just numbers on a screen with my bank account they're numbers on a screen so they're just computer numbers they're essentially made up shit on a screen that shows some form of value exchange that I've created which people put more numbers in the account so it doesn't really mean anything now if I make a million dollars that's cool but if I make a million dollars and spend a million and five then I'm in exactly the same position as someone who has no money and is five bucks down the stress is there So throughout your life, you're gonna go through stages where money causes you stress and money doesn't cause you stress. But if you just know that the goal is to consistently grow that wealth and you start making intelligent financial decisions where you can grow that wealth. Now, there are a lot of people out there that I know who say things like, what's the point of having money then if you can't spend it? Well, if you believe that the point of having money is just to spend it, then you're probably gonna be broke and you're probably gonna be someone who's looking for financial freedom because you'll just get ahead and you'll spend all your money. The goal of having some sort of money is so that you can have independence to do the things that you wanna do in life, which normally means live your values, serve your purpose and grow in a way that's fulfilling. So I have no desire to make shit tons of money where I don't have to work. If I had another $100 million, I would probably just start more businesses because that's what I enjoy. Now, I probably haven't learned the lessons that I need to learn in business to make that as an intelligent investment. Because if I spent $100 million on buying businesses, I would probably lose all that money anyway, because I haven't learned what I've needed to learn in order to have a business that big. Because if I knew how to have a business that big, I'd have a business that big already. So it just comes down to learning a lot. I see the purpose of life is really just to grow. And so if I can keep growing in lots of different ways, keep learning and things like that, whether I have five bucks in the bank, a hundred bucks in the bank, $10,000 in the bank, I'm probably just going to keep living life the exact same way. I'll just up what I do. So instead of having my $20,000 gym outside, I would probably have a $100,000 gym instead of living in the house that I live in now. The house might be three times as big. My lifestyle would just expand to the level of which I'm playing the game at. That's it. To the same extent, I have good financial habits and good financial patterns. So everyone Week, I put a percentage of everything that I earn into investments why because it's intelligent to do and the more that you do that the more leverage you have in life so let's just say for instance and this comes back to the question why would you have all that money and not spend it well here's why because if I have a million dollars in shares for instance if they pay dividends not only do I get cash flow out of it which means that then I can go spend that money and then that money will be there again in three months and then it will be there again in three months let's just say I made five thousand dollars every three months if I did that and didn't reinvest it which is what I do But if I didn't reinvest it and I want to spend it, I know that I'm going to get another $5,000 in three months, another $5,000 in three months, another $5,000 in three months. Now, obviously that's going to change depending on what's going on in the economy and how profitable the company is and all that stuff. But I'm just using it as an example. The reason why you do that is because it sets you up for more leverage. Now, when you've got a million dollars in shares, you can essentially go to the bank and go, give me money. They will give you a lot more money than if you didn't have that money in the bank. So what happens then is I can then use that money and go and buy stuff in order to live a lifestyle because you don't pay tax on loans. So if I go and borrow, let's say $100,000, I can go spend $100,000 tax-free. But if I go and I make $100,000 in my business or personally, I then have to pay tax on it. So what happens is the rules of the game of business and of life change because you now are more, I guess you could say financially savvy. And so the rules of the game change in life. And I don't think that it's fair. I don't think that it's unfair. I think it's just the way that it is. But if you are a business owner, you have different rules than someone who works for somebody. in the game of finance. Now, if you're a company and so companies have different rules than someone who's self-employed and has an Australian business number, and that's because the rules of the game are set up that way to make sure that people can grow companies effectively. So there are different legal structures, there are different accountabilities, there are different responsibilities. There's also different things that you can do and different things that you can't do. So what happens is the rules of the game change depending on how big you're playing. This is why a bank can go and do something so stupid and so illegal that most people would end up in jail and no one goes to jail for doing it. Why? Because the rules that they play By completely different because of what they can can't do now do i agree with all those things all the time no but what i'm just saying is they're the rules of the game you can bitch and moan and complain about it but it doesn't change it as a business owner there are people out there who complain and they say business owners should be taxed more but the thing is if you tax a business owner more they're going to employ less staff which then means that there's going to be less tax overall because the unemployment rate are going to be higher there's going to be more people that need to be serviced and so on and blah 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 So my point is that when you have more money, the rules of the game change and at different levels of wealth creation, the rules of the game change and banks lend differently at different levels in the way that you play the game. And depending on the amount of assets you have and the amount of liabilities and how much money you have, there is all these different levels. So my point is that coming back to the thing about financial freedom, there is no such thing. There is just different rules of the game. There is different responsibilities. There are different accountabilities. Now, I'm going to ask you all out there a question. If you had to sue someone, are you more likely to sue someone who has no money or are you more likely to sue someone who has a lot of money? Now, if you had to pay, let's say you had to pay $500 an hour for a lawyer in order to sue someone, and it's going to take two years to be able to sue them effectively, are you going to go after the person who has $10 to their name or are you going to go after the person who's got $20 million to their name? Okay, because you're not going to want to go and spend, let's say $20,000 or $50,000 or even $100,000 in order to sue somebody in order to get $5. If you do that, you're probably a fucking idiot anyway. But my point is, this whole thing of financial freedom is that everything's going to get easier, there's going to be less stress and less problems, right? Because that's the delusion that most people have. But here's the real truth. The more money you make, the more open you are to being sued. The more money you make, the more responsibilities and accountabilities you have, the more the tax department become aware. Now, if you've gone and blown, let's say you put $50 in your car and you claimed that fuel, we're talking about fuel, if you put $50 in your car and fuel and you claim that on tax and the tax department busted you, they probably wouldn't even worry about it. Now, let's just say you do that and you're a bit of a small business. On the other hand, let's say you're turning over $150,000 a year and you put through $500. The tax department have to see, is that worth it? Is it not worth it? Now they're probably going to come after you and go repay it. But if you do it at a big enough scale in a big enough way, you can probably go to jail for that. So my point is life doesn't get any easier the more money you have. Life becomes more complicated because there's more likely chance of the tax department coming after you and looking at you and checking over everything and double checking and triple checking because there is a greater likelihood that they're going to get more tax revenue. And there's more likelihood that when you're handling larger sums, of money you're going to fuck up and there are a lot of business owners out there that get stung or get watched consistently by the Australian tax department or tax departments around the world because they have large businesses and they have whole accounting teams and they know that the accounting teams are gonna fuck up one day and they're gonna bust them and they're gonna find them and so they're gonna make a lot of money so that's one of the things the second thing is that there is a high likely chance that someone's gonna sue you the more money you have so you've got to set up different company structures you've got to set up legal entities there's more accounting there's more legal structures all of that stuff happens so the more money you make the more protected you have to be the greater the levels of risk that you have, all of these things happen. The more chances there are of people coming into your life in order to try to get something for nothing, the more you've got to deal with scams and shitheads who want something for nothing. The more money that I make, the more charities come to me as well and just naturally ring up and, oh, we've got this charity. We want you to invest in. And I'm like, no, that's not my cause. Oh, but you don't understand. blah, blah. They don't do that when you're broke. They only do it when you've got a lot of money and they know you've got money. So I've noticed that the more money I've made and the more, you know, I guess i have publicized and I'm open talking about it. There are times where I get hit hard with a whole bunch of charities and organizations that try to come to me to go get money and then they try to make me feel guilty and like I'm a shit person if they don't buy into their cause. So that happens. Then if you go out and you start to live a lifestyle, which some people who make a lot more money don't do this. I try to convince them to do it, which is if you've made more money, you've earned the right to live a lifestyle. Now, if you feel afraid that you're going to get attacked and judged and people criticizing you and expecting something for nothing and smearing your name through the gutter, then that's on them. That's not on you. And so I meet a lot of people who've done extremely well in business who still dress like they're poor. And still act like they're poor. Now, when I ask them, some of them don't really give a shit about how they look and it's not part of their values and they don't really want a new car. They might love traveling and that's fine. They will go travel. But when they travel, I tell them, if you love traveling, would you rather stay in a five star hotel or a three star hotel? And the truth is that they would probably rather stay in a five star hotel and travel business class and all that. But a lot of them feel really guilty spending the money on that stuff because they feel like they haven't earned the right. They're not entitled to it. They're afraid that, well, what happens if? And there are a lot of other people out there who say, you know, Michael, all I've of wanted of my whole life. Is a Ferrari or a Lamborghini, and I go, why don't you go buy one? They're like, oh no, but what do people think, and what will my staff think? And I'm like, shit, you've been working hard for 20 years. How many times have you almost gone broke? How many times have you not taken a wage for three, four, five, six months? Have your staff done that? You know, what are the risks? Like, you fuck up your accounting, you can go to jail. Do your staff have that same worry? Like, if you're a director of a company, which you know I am, and lots of other people who listen to this are, you can essentially go to jail if you fuck up your legal and accounting structures. Now most people go, oh, well, you know, they earn the big bucks. Yeah, because they can go to jail. If you're a director of a company, you can go to jail if you stuff something up. You can go to jail, let's say someone in your staff does something wrong, then you can get sued for that. Now, I'm not saying that a lot of people do that because it depends on the structures and all that, but there is a huge risk to running these businesses. And so I have to explain to them that when you're a kid and you grew up and you saw a Ferrari or a Lamborghini or a beautiful house or a person who looked really great and they worked really hard on their body, or they looked after their beauty or they took care of themselves, what did you think? And they go, yeah, I loved it. Like I love seeing nice cars and nice houses or people who look up after themselves or beautiful people or you know those amazing holidays and i go so you were inspired to see other people with that stuff but you won't give back that same gift to other people by not living the lifestyle that you wanna live because you're afraid you're gonna be attacked. You're afraid you're gonna be judged. That's not fair. That's the reason why I have supercars because I was afraid that I was gonna get judged and criticized. I thought that people would judge and criticize me and then I got to a point where I was like, you know what, fuck this. I gave up my whole 20s when everyone was out partying and drinking and all that stuff. Now I did it up until probably about 25 but in between the ages of 25 and about 32, 33, I never went out. And even I very rarely go out now. When I say go out, I mean go out and party. Why? Because it's not important to me. I would rather grow our business, I would rather go out and help people and teach and educate and do the things that I enjoy. But because of that, you know, I work harder than most people. Now I'm not saying most people who listen to this podcast, but most people in society. You know, if most people are putting in a 38 hour week and they're only really productive for maybe 30 hours a week, maybe even less, I'm probably working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I've given up Christmas holidays. I miss my grandmother's funeral because I was on national tour and I had to make a decision whether I come back home and miss the rest of the national tour or whether I stay out and keep touring and helping people and doing all that, doing what I knew was the right thing to do, which is that there are a lot of people who come to my events because they're just looking for a way of a better life and a better lifestyle and all that sort of stuff. So I made a decision to stay on tour instead of going to my grandmother's funeral and flying home and cancelling the tour. There's a lot of sacrifices. Once I realized that, I went, you know, what? I've earned the right to do this. But there are a lot of people out there who just think that the more money you make, the easier life gets, and it's not. So I don't want to try and put you off making money, but I'm just saying that you can't have a benefit without a drawback. There's a benefit of having more money, but there's also drawbacks to that as well. And that is that you can get sued more, you've got to set up more legal structures, there's more accounting structures, there's more people who want to come after you, you've got to pay more in accounting fees, more in legal fees, then you've got to deal with bullshit as well because there are people out there who try to make you look bad, you know, and then by the time you go and buy something nice, and there's a whole bunch of people who criticize you and they just go, "We oh, are fucking lucky and all of that bullshit, which I'm sure a lot of you have been aware of and I'm assuming some of you have even done it. You know, I used to do it when I was younger, when I was young and ignorant and fucking stupid, I would call people rich pricks and assholes and think that everyone who had money was a dickhead, but that wasn't me. That was was just based on what I heard from other people and I just repeated it because I didn't know any better. Now that I'm a business owner and now I know that stuff, when I see someone with a beautiful car, I go, wow, they must have worked hard. Wow, they must have given up a lot of stuff. Every now and again, there's a person who inherits a lot of money, but they're very rare. There's even less people, I guess, and even rarer are people who inherit money and don't do anything with it. There are people out there like Gina Reinhart, who is the mining magnate. You know, she took her dad's money that she inherited and went out there and worked even harder in order to make more money. So she has generated and made way more money than what her dad made. That's not easy, and there are a lot of people out there who go, yeah, but you know, she started with billions of dollars. Let's say you start with $800 every week as a wage. If you end up at the end of the week with zero, and then you get a pay rise, and let's say you go to $1,000 a week, and you still end up with zero, and then you end up getting a job where you go away and work in the mines, and at the end of the month you end up with zero. What's the likelihood that if I gave you a billion dollars, you'd make 20 billion out of it? Probably zero. Why? Because your patterns of behavior and your thinking around money is shit. Now most people think that well, if I just had more money, then everything would change, and it won't. Why? Because the habits are. Crazy crap. Most people think that if I had more money, my habits will change and they won't. They just amplify. And this is why cross lotto winners think if I just win cross lotto, everything will change and it does for the worse. They go out there and they take their same spending habits, their same financial habits, their same patterns of behavior, their same thought processes. And then they just go on. They've got all this money now. Now that if they've never had any money, it's not because of their patterns of behavior and their thought processes. And then they go out there and they win all this money. And then five years later, they're bankrupt. And before they had a house, now they don't have a house. Before they had a small house that was quite tight and nothing great, but now they have a mansion, but they've got to give up that mansion because they can't afford to pay it anymore because they've lost all their money and they've spent it all. And so then they have to go bankrupt, which means they don't have a house at all. And so they've got to go back renting or whatever. Most people who win cross lotto are worse off after, I think it's a five or an eight year period or whatever it is, because everything amplifies. That's why when you have not a lot of money, you have to get your money patterns right. And I've been teaching this over a decade now, that right now, wherever you're at, you have to make sure your money patterns are correct. You have to make sure your financial habits are correct because if they're not correct now, they probably won't be correct tomorrow and they probably won't be correct next year, 10 years, 20 years. There has to come a day where you change your habits and you change your thought processes and one of those thought processes is that of financial freedom and that financial freedom is a myth and it's a myth that is only there for people who feel trapped financially. If you're someone who is intelligent, you'll know that there are some days where you feel like you're stuck financially and other days where you feel like you can do whatever you feel like but you don't do it because you know how to manage your emotions and you know how to manage your mindset. I could go out and I could probably buy another supercar if I felt like it. I could probably go on a holiday for five months. In fact, I know that Jess and myself could live for a year and never have to work. Now, at least a minimum. Then why do I work every day? Why? Because I love it. Just because I've got money there doesn't mean that I need to go and blow it on stupid shit because then that's just a pattern of behavior that doesn't work. So even when we do start getting ahead, I just stick to the patterns of behavior that keep us getting ahead and we just keep growing and growing and growing. And that's the goal because anything in life that's not growing is dying. And so if your finances aren't consistently growing, they're dying. And so you need to think about how you make money work for you. And then we've got to look at what money is. Money is just an Exchange of value. So the more money you make and the more money you have, normally the more value you're offering or the more value you're creating through your businesses or your services or your investments and all that sort of stuff. So if you understand that money is just value, I don't really stress about money. If I ever get stressed about money, I just think, how do I add more value? How do I create more value? How can I create a product or service that people want that I can help them and that they'll value it? And then so when I do that, money comes again. And then so that's the easy way to think through money. It's just most people don't think like that. They go, I need more money. I need more money. I need more money without realizing that money is just an exchange of value. So they don't need more money. They need Need more value. They need to create more value in society. You know, so I always tell people at my events: if you write down all the stresses that you have about money, like money's hard, money's stressful, money's frustrating, and you have all these beliefs around money, once you get those beliefs, you just exchange the word money for value. After a while, what you'll do is you'll start to realize that every time you say I don't have enough value, that's just a dead giveaway. I don't have enough value. Money is stressful. My value is stressful. Okay, cool. So what are you going to do about it? How do you work through that? How do you make your value not stressful? My boss doesn't give me enough money. Okay, well how can I make my boss see my value? And then from there, how do I give my boss? more value? How do I help my boss see my value? All of those questions help you to create greater value. And then when you do that, money will come. But that's it. It's pretty simple. I hope you enjoyed this episode, Driven Mofos. For all of those out there who have been rating and review this podcast, I really do appreciate it. And for those of you who haven't jumped across to my Facebook page, Michael Mojo, I've just done an hour and a half recording all on self-sabotage, self-destructive behaviors, procrastination, self-defeating thoughts. All of that's an hour and a half talk, it's completely free. My Facebook page is MichaelMojo00 on Facebook. Please feel free to share it with friends, share it with family. I just did an absolute freestyle on there. I know we had a heap of people. There was like 120, 130 comments just on there in that hour and a half. And so I'm assuming that it'll keep cranking up. But please feel free to jump across to my Facebook page, MichaelMojo00 on Facebook. Check it out. You can watch it. It's absolutely free. Make sure you hit that like button as well so that you can stay up to date with everything that happens on my Facebook page. All right, Driven MoFos, have a great day. And I look forward to you joining me back here once again on the podcast. Take care, Driven MoFos. Have a great day.